what is going on everybody Hollywood Cole back for another smooth ramblings just wanted to uh, got the urge to lay on a podcast so I think figured I would just go ahead and do that uh, some pretty cool things I've been reading in the news just want to talk about uh, also just talk about something that's pretty cool that happened at work um, I'm in the military if you guys hadn't do not know or haven't been listening to uh, the show for very long um, and I have a new job, which just means I move shops. And so I was in the in the building that I'm working now, and I got my went to my office for the first time today. Turn on the light, and there is a Galaga machine in the corner of the office, and a military shop, which is pretty cool. It's not like uh, you know an IT shop or something where they kind of have all this. Uh, Hey, look, you know, we're real cool type of fun things. Like my wife used to work at one that had a slide from like the top second story to the bottom story. So you'd expect to have an arcade cabinet there. Would not expect it in the military. It's the last thing I expected to have. And it's not a stand up one. It's actually one that you sit down and the, the screen's like pointed up. It's a two player too. So it's a controller and buttons on each side. I took a picture of it and posted it on Twitter. It was unplugged. So I'm going to have to plug it in tomorrow and see if this thing works but that was pretty cool i wonder i have I just try to figure out the story of you know where that comes from and whatnot but uh anyway i thought that was pretty cool um so we have uh me and my wife were trying to play resident evil 2 uh to do a review on that if you haven't heard our until dawn she's there her name is made in kane um she wasn't really into uh resident evil 2 too many puzzles and stuff like that she wanted a story driven uh, a little bit more story-driven narrative, and, and honestly, the uh, Resident Evil story is a little bit uh, convoluted. Even after you, you know it, I mean, you kind of get the gist of it. I definitely didn't know it back then, and I'm kind of getting the gist of it now. They did simplify it. I went, went back and watched a playthrough of the origin, original Resident Evil 2, and, um, you know, it's, I, used to, I don't know, I just never really got into the story, just shooting zombies, so it was cool. And uh, Resident Evil 2 makes the story a little bit more palatable. And uh, they did a great job with that remake. I'm going to do a review on that one at some point. It's going to be one of my first like real reviews that I'm going to take the time and try to write out. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how long it'll be. Probably it's not going to be nothing uh, compared to an H&K review that's an hour long. It'll be solely for a review. But I uh, put some stuff on YouTube with that and uh, some playthrough on there if you haven't seen it. It's actually a video I just dropped that me and Nick Thibianos did, uh, which is Modern versus Retro Gaming. I do have some playthrough uh, from Resident Evil 2 on that as well as Red Dead Redemption 2. But, uh, but anyway, I was reading the news today. Um, Activision and uh, Blizzard, which is, is all to be expected, but uh, and I'll say it anyway. Um, kind of because we, we've always kind of attacked the destiny model business model blamed it all on Activision and if you've read the truth or well if you've read the truth about Bungie which uh, would be in the book um, Blood, Sweat and Pixels is where I got a lot of information from uh, in our podcast The Truth About Bungie uh, you realize it was a lot to do with the developer although the publisher I'm sure had a hand in it he didn't really talk a whole lot about that um, which kind of makes me worried about the anthem coming up which I will talk about in a second um, but uh, just kind of how that is a, this massive open world shooter that everybody's trying to master, uh, which would be awesome. And Destiny had a whole bunch of potential and failed for 
the reasons we've stated in Truth About Bungie, but uh, <clears throat> so Activision is having to do some restructuring. Uh, so Activision is unique. Uh, Activision and Blizzard, um, they're both uh, publishers, but they're still run by um, the same C-suite executives, you CEO, COO, and all this uh, in the same building. So, um, but they are both publishers. Uh, Blizzard hasn't released a game since 2016, which is Overwatch. And uh, Activision, of course, um, their big thing was going to be the Forsaken. Of course, they got, uh, let's see here. Uh, sorry. Be, yeah, the biggest thing was just going to be uh, Forsaken that did not meet expectations. So there's a lot of layoffs coming in that people there, or some people losing sleep tonight. Uh, whether or not they're supposed to be announced tomorrow who is going to be um, laid off. And this is common in the uh, video game industry, according to the, those books. If you have a game that does not do well, you're going to have uh, to let some people go. Um, it's good while it's good. It's bad when it's bad. It's kind of like the uh, movie industry, I'm assuming. Um, I got a little bit of a film background, but um, learned that while I was doing all that back in the day that, you know, most movies are actually failures. I didn't realize this, but the, the movies that do well make up for all the movies that do poorly. I'm assuming the video game industry is very similar, if not the exact same way. But most of the people at Activision are assuming it is going to be mostly um, you know, PR people, marketing, social media stuff that they all hired for Destiny. And that's what they're assuming. Most people think there's a safe... But uh, all of that publishing and marketing and whatnot is going to go directly to Activision instead of uh, you know their teams and stuff that they they hired out for that. Uh, Activision is going to take the helm on just whatever for Blizzard. It looks like. I mean, nobody knows for sure if that's even going to be the case, but that's what they're expecting. But uh, we'll know more about that tomorrow if you're interested. The big thing about that is just you know the way that they handle their games as a service, and you just do not want. To be taken out of your gaming experience to try to help Activision make money with microtransactions or whatever the case. Uh, if they're just very intrusive, they got to be done a certain way. We've already talked about this, but Destiny just seemed like a blatant cash grab, which after knowing what we know, you can't really blame Activision for just trying to do whatever they could to milk the, the game for whatever it was. It did not turn out the way that they wanted to, and that wasn't all their fault. That was Bungie. But uh, very uh, interested to see kind of how they do do with that and um, just the effects of Activision and kind of how they bounce back from this. They did have Black Ops 4, which was a success. So they did have some success coming out um, with their, their games there. But like I said, you just they just banked a lot on Destiny. And, they, and kudos to them for being the, you know, the publisher that would bite off on this pitch that Bungie threw out to create a game like this. Now EA's following suit with Anthem and we'll find out if this is going to be a common thing and uh, you know games as a service uh, is the new thing that they're trying to go to and that's not necessarily a bad thing at first you're kind of like oh any, any change to our video games are are bad but you know if you release a $60 game and keep updating it you know every you know at least one big update a year just like D Destiny did um, and I wish that you could, you know, keep the old content in there, just like these old MMOs where you can kind of go back to a place that used to be difficult, like the first raid, you know, five years later and just dominate it and solo it or something. That kind of stuff is fun to me, but that's what they mean with games as a service, just like WoW. 
instead of just releasing a new game every so often. But but anyway, uh, also read about something. Uh, the 12 best games for the PS4 is on Kotaku, uh, and it's pretty cool. I think I've played half of these, but if you have a PS4 and you have not played these, you need to. Horizon Zero Dawn, we've always talked about that. Of course, that is a great game, open world game. Um you know, gives you a lot of options on how to tackle certain missions, which is always fun. Redemption 2 is the same way. Very slow cowboy walk. In fact, the write-up even said if you're a Sonic fan, you probably won't like Red Dead because he walks the exact same opposite, <laughs> exact opposite of speed, right? He's just so slow. And um, the, everything is slow on there, so you got to just kind of take it all in. And something about Red Dead Redemption 2, I don't know what it is, but when I play it, it's just... Uh, it's just... Um, I play like two or three missions and I'm ready to turn it off. I mean, it's not bad. I just cannot get into it. But anyway, number three is The Witness. And it's some puzzle game on an island. I've never heard of it. Never even seen it except for this thumbnail that they had. And it looked like it was some indie game. Kind of cartoony, cartoonish. But it's, you know, very difficult puzzles. It's just a puzzle game. And then Near Automata. Automata. That's what it is. Near Automata, number four. That's a game that Coach has been loving. Every time I get on uh, PlayStation, he's on there. He's playing that game. RPG fan. Next time we have him on here, I'm going to have him talk about that a little bit. And then the Yakuza series is number five. This is actually Yakuza Zero. I've never played that one. The Witcher 3, of course. That is a must play uh, if you have not played that. That is an awesome adventure game. Tetris Effect. Um, puzzle game, little twist on Tetris, supposedly. I'm not a Tetris fan, uh, but this did look fun. This is electronic music. They probably put some twist on it. I don't know. Uh, Overwatch was fun. That's the game Blizzard released. We just talked about Monster Hunter World, of course. We've talked about it a million times. Bloodborne, I have, but I have not played it. I just It, it came out for free on PSN, and just the main character just looks... And it's got like a gun shaped like a skeleton type of thing. I mean, I don't know what it is in a sword. It just... The sword is all weird shaped. It's oddly shaped. You know, it's just like I can't get into that. I uh, can't relate to the character. So, but I'll, I definitely need to check it out. It's more of the Dark Souls type of people, kind of frustrating, uh, tough game, but rewarding game, it seems like. So, I hadn't played it, so who knows? Uh, it's probably pretty fun. Uh, God of War is number 12, and 11 um, is Persona 5, which is an RPG. And I've only played Persona 4 on the PlayStation Vita, which I really enjoyed. Um, the, it, it's just put together very well. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just fun to look at. It's beautiful. Um, and it's about high school kids and like an RPG or something. But, I mean, I remember the reason, every time I think of the Persona game, I think of this. And this is just something so simple. Because sometimes I'll get real um, into games and I'll feel like I got to do every little aspect of the side quests and all this kind of stuff. And it starts to feel like a part-time job or something. And I lose interest in it because I just feel like I'm not having fun. I feel like I'm just doing things because I have to do them. And when you turn on Persona <clears throat> for the first time on the Vita, it tells you kind of, you know, this game is made by blah, blah, blah. And it takes place here. But then it says, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy the game. And I mean, just having that message was a big deal. I mean, it's like, yeah, why don't I just sit back and enjoy the game? But uh, I admire the Persona series just for that simple message. And, of course, it's a very well-put-together game. That is the only one I've played, though, for. But 5, definitely need to uh, check it out for a PS4. Not mentioned on here, though, Dragon Quest Eleven is one of those games that is so easily forgotten about. But, you know, super popular in Japan. Um, 
it's an RPG that I definitely need to check out, but do not start it unless you have some time because I guarantee this is an over 100 hour game pretty very easily. And so, you know, if you like those Japanese RPGs, definitely one to check out. All right, so uh, if Resident Evil 2, as I was talking about the remake, um, if somebody had, had me to describe that, I would always say they did it. Th- this is the best remake I've ever played. Okay, they did a great job, and I'm probably going to reiterate some, some of this stuff in my actual review, but I kind of always have just told people that ask me about it that it's just do, they did keep the classic moments in there, a lot of jump scares that were classic, but they don't put them in the same spot because it's, you already know. But they keep those in there, and they give the, the game still feels like a brand new experience. Um, it's uh, it's just it's just so good. I, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, the only thing that I want to mention that is because at some point there is a Mister X character, and this is the big, tall, big dude in a uh, top hat—not a top hat, but like a um, fedora and a trench coat. And he is just mean mugging you and walking around, do, 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 do. Just st- I mean, he just he's staring at you the entire time, and walking straight at you, and you got to shoot him in the head or something to get him to just stop. He will not die. He'll stop and kneel down, and you need to run off. If you sit there and look at him, he'll eventually get back up. Um, even if you don't look at him, he eventually gets back up. And this is this Leon story is by far the scariest one because this dude is chasing you all around his. He does in Claire's too, but not to that extent. And again, I'll kind of get into this in the in the uh, review, I'm sure. But you hear it. When if you're in a room, you'll hear it. And he's just walking above you, walking around somewhere. You don't know exactly, but it's constant. And you are always on the lookout for this dude. And so many times, if you'll, the music will eventually change when he gets in the room with you. Um, but... Um, that's how you kind of know that he's in the room. But before you really knew that, it's just a little little subtle. You turn around, and he's just right in your face, about to swing on you. And, dude, it scares you to death. But uh, very uh, suspenseful, uh, the remake. But uh, somebody figured out how to summon two of those dudes to chase you around. Because there are some fixed um, portions of the game where he will jump out at you. And other times, he's just chasing you, you know, once you see him. And so somebody got the one that's chasing you around to follow him to a scripted event and made one jump out. So now there's two chasing him. He's got it on YouTube <laughs> and it's already freaky enough to have one, but now you got two. Uh, it's that's, that's the, that's just the basics of the glitch. I don't know how to get it to happen, but it is a glitch. It's not supposed to happen. So, um, but anyway, uh, you'll hear more about Mr. X when, um, if you've played the Final Fantasy II remake, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you'll hear more about him during my review. I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> and then I wanted to talk about this. It's pretty funny. Now, when I read this story, I thought exactly of our um, Golden Eye with um, Coach, the, the kind of review that I left because we just kind of got on there and started laughing and cutting up. Didn't really do a lot of talk about We did talk about Golden Eye. We didn't really talk about the game, just kind of our experiences a little bit. But... Um, and being a shooter player, it's not, and I, I love shotguns on games. Uh, and people usually start complaining about them, it's particularly quick snipers, it seems. They love to complain about how powerful the shotgun is, even though you got to be right in their grill for it to work. Um, but it'll stop a quick sniper. You know, that's probably why they don't like it. But anyway, uh, I saw um, Apex Legends is a new game out, and it's similar to, from what I understand, it's from EA. Is similar to um, Fortnite, 
and it's kind of picking up the same steam. Um, I have not played it. I've just seen pictures of it. I'm not a big Fortnite player or a Battle Royale fan. I'm going to have to check this game out, though. If you are a streamer, um, start playing it because you can probably gain a lot of followers. I don't know how many people are playing it, but probably not as many as playing Fortnite. So it's something to uh, definitely something to, to consider if you, if you want to do some Twitch. But anyway, I saw a story. And it was about Apex Legends shotgun called the Mozambique shotgun. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Already this brand new game is getting ready to talk about people using shotguns and need to nerf it and all this. But it was the exact opposite. It was just talking about how terrible this Mozambique shotgun is. It says the Mozambique shotgun just sucks. And uh, this is a this is a this writer, I had to mention her, Jita Jackson, uh, also from Kotaku. She did a great editorial about it. But it it, it's, it reminded me of the Clob, is why I brought up Goldeneye, but it, about how it's just a terrible gun. It's named after Ken Lob, and it gained, the game kind of makes you pick it up. We always say it spawns you on the Clob since you, nobody wants to pick it up. And so the Mozambique is uh, is a choke amongst the Apex players already people will not pick it up it's got little damage a little ammo right kind of like the club i think it had 20 shots and it did no damage um and they just kind of wonder where they get this idea from mozambique may be obviously a joke the club though was that a joke or did it just you know i don't know what that was about it's supposed to be the scorpion uh you know that's the scorpion uh gun it's supposed to kind of mimic that which would be a short range you know fire spray and pray type of weapon but um, but anyway, I gotta I got to uh, give you tell you what Jackson wrote. She says, whenever you land on the map, you'll find a Mozambique because they're everywhere, and people just won't pick them up because they don't even want to be seen carrying them. That's how bad they are. So she says, whenever I land on a map, you know, or you land on the map, you'll find a Mozambique. She says, sometimes if all that's around is a Mozambique, I just go off bare fisted instead of picking it up. I mean, if I really want a gun, I'll probably find another Mozambique five feet away. <laughs> And that is a great uh, description in just, you know, two sentences and a great use of the word Mozambique. So I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, well done there. But uh, so if you are, watch out for that Mozambique and just kind of check. She posted, she posted a lot of other things about uh, some people's funny comments and stuff. But, you know, it's probably one of those things where you kind of got to play it and really get into it. But they were saying, I hope that they never take the Mozambique out because I like to the jokes that people write about it. But, um, but anyway, uh, and something I've been wanting to mention in a, a while, if you have a switch owner and I don't understand this, and I was going to bring this up to clear and I probably still will. But, uh, the other day I was on the shop and dude, the games go on sale, like ridiculously cheap. I literally saw a game on sale for one cent <laughs> on switch, the switch Nintendo shop or whatever it is. One cent. What, what, why would you sell it for one cent and not just give it away for free? Sell it for 10 cents or something. I don't know, 50 cents, a dollar, but one cent. It's just so weird. Uh, I have no idea why that why that is, but I mean, you would sell 10,000 of you made 100 bucks. 10,000 games, you made $100. Not to mention, you know, to use a credit card, it's like 2.5%, so you're really only getting a seventh of a cent. To a, you know, it's so crazy. Why would you do that? But um I, to this day, I have no idea why, but you can go on there and get a lot of pretty good games, a lot of indie games. Switch is still, I think, the indie, you know, king um, for people, indie developers that can get on there and and just uh, put their game up. But um, pretty interesting. Go on there and check it out if you're bored. You find a lot of good prices. 
Um, and then finally, uh, the Anthem demo that was out, I think, last week, weekend. Um, and I've mentioned on our Sonic episode of how I didn't really play it. Uh, just because it had some problems. But uh, I know that Clear did and some of his friends did. And so they enjoyed it. But BioWare has said, according to Variety, BioWare has said that everything went super smooth according to BioWare. Uh, much different from the VIP demo that had a lot of bugs in it. Um, and I think that was released a week earlier. I'm not exactly sure. It wasn't a long time earlier. It may have been a couple of days, but I think it was a week earlier. Um, and so they had 40 million hours of play across both demo weekends. So the uh, VIP and the uh, primary demo, 40 million hours played. Um, and this is not uncommon to have the bugs, to have all the bugs in the um, in some of these games toward closer to their release date. This is the crunch, as they say, where you're you know they're working 16-hour days or whatever to try to iron out all these bugs. That's the boring part for the developers, but uh, they'll get it done. And I do have faith that Anthem will, uh, or the developer Bioware will get all the bugs out of Anthem by the time it's released on the 22nd. And they've even said, our developing team is working hard on finalizing our launch builds and beginning our countdown preparations. There's so much more than what you saw in the demo, and we can't wait for you to play it. All right, EA also revealed an Xbox One S Anthem bundle last week that includes a full download of the game along with one terabyte Xbox One S console wireless controller and one month trials to EA Access. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Live Gold is available for pre-order for $300 and it is a download it's not a physical game which in these types of games uh, they're not going to be worth anything later and you're not even going to be able to uh, not even going to be able to uh, collect them you know they're not going to be a uh, real resellable you know or collectible I guess because you're not even going to be able to play them later because once the servers are down they're gone. And who knows? I mean, they still got EverQuest up. You know, we have our EverQuest podcast that's still getting downloads. So it's very popular, uh, EverQuest, uh, the game. Um, and it's still up. I think Ultima Online is like the only one down. I don't know. That's like one of the, that one was before. But uh, it may still be up. I don't think so, though. But, um, you know, EverQuest is still up. World of Warcraft still up. It's 2004, so, you know, 15-year-old game. So they will stay up for a long time. A 15-year-old it's now 30 years old, uh, still playing World of Warcraft, and that shows no signs of stopping. So um, who knows? Who knows how long these things will stay up? The only difference is those are computer games and uh, consoles, though, you know, are, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, um, you know, that's going to be old hard hardware. and It's almost, it's practically, it pretty much is old hardware the day that it's released for consoles. So, I mean, you know, 15 years later, Let's just do some math here. 2019, that'd be 2004. So you're talking PlayStation. That's right when the Xbox 360 was uh, released. So right in that PlayStation 2 era uh, ending and Xbox One or Xbox 360 coming in. Yeah, terrible graphics. How long is that game going to go before something else is released? So it'll be interesting to see. It's kind of a new concept for everybody. But... We'll sit back and enjoy it while we can. I'm looking forward to Anthem. I'm going to wait a week after it's released probably before I dive in. Because even if you get it on opening day, I guarantee you you're going to have some server issues. And you're not even going to be able to play for at least 24 hours. At least. Um, so uh, might as well just wait until I have no idea why server issues are always a problem. 
on these these games. It's like, you know, just overdo it, man. Get way more servers than you need so you don't have server issues and then cut back. Don't just, I, I have no, I, I'm assuming that's what it is. There's got to be something more to it, but who knows? But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I wanted to just lay something down real quick. As I said, maybe this will be a normal thing. I enjoyed uh, reading these stories and uh, sharing them with you. So check back in with us. Uh, Hollywood Cole Smooth Ramblings or a fireside chat or an H&K for the latest in gaming news and reviews and overall video game experiences. Take care.